Hey, this is ENFP Dream Fan, and today I'm going over what the Dream did this offseason, the exodus of players that are no longer here from last season, acquisitions made through trades, free agency, and the draft, along with an in-depth look at the training camp battles to look forward to, and how I'm just feeling about the Atlanta Dream in general uh, going into the next season, which is right around the corner now uh, with the draft being done. Uh, but I will be doing player previews. Uh, for players that already have a, a secure spot on the roster starting next week. And then once uh, players are officially signed, I'll be uh, going over uh, profiles for them as well and everything. So just super excited for uh, this season and just being on this journey with you guys to see how the Atlanta Dream will do and how uh, the league will play out this season. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, and I, this is a longer episode than what I usually do, so I will leave uh, chapters for you guys so you can scroll to uh, the content you want to look at if, if some parts you're not interested in everything, so I will have that uh, for this episode. But uh, starting with uh, the players that have left the dream, and there's a lot of them, uh, Courtney Williams, uh, she was a great volume shooter and uh, the dream's all-star uh, who averaged 16.5 points. 6.8 rebounds and 4 assists. Uh, the Dream chose to move on from her, and I still think the decision is made even with, without the off-court incidents. Uh, with new management in place, they would have wanted the cap space for their current plan. Court was signed by the Connecticut Sun, where she played the last three full seasons before going to the Dream in 2020. So she's going to a familiar setting, and I think she's going to thrive. Uh, next, Shakina Strickland. Uh, just a, a player that just really didn't get going for the Dream. Uh, she shot 25% from the floor and 21% from three, just wasn't able to, to get in rhythm. Uh, and a part of that was literally going multiple games without getting a single minute of playing time. So that, that definitely uh, makes a, a big challenge for someone that is like coming in there to, to make shots and everything. So it's one thing coming off the bench cold and trying to make a big momentum shot for your team. But it's a, another thing entirely when you're having to go a, a few games and then you're put in. And yeah, obviously it, it, it's going to lead to a struggle most times, uh, not being able to get uh, a consistent rhythm going. But uh, next one, uh, Tiana Hawkins. Uh, this was one of the moves uh, I was disappointed with originally. Now seeing the, the full plan, I'm more okay with it. I understand that uh, having her, her roster spot uh, on the Atlanta Dream would have made the, the cap tighter right now and everything and not a, allowed for other plans. So uh, I get it, but uh, I think she's going to ab absolutely uh, dominate for the Mystics, and I think she might uh, be a candidate for most improved player uh, for 2022, especially uh, watching, her, uh, watching her skills in AU. It, it was just showing that she does have the talent, and I, I wish nothing for the best for her uh, with the Mystics, who she was with the previous seven seasons before signing with the Dream. Uh, but she had a career-low field goal percentage of 39.7. Uh, but again, just same with other players on this 20, 2021 Dream roster. It was just a tough situation, and uh, the, there just wasn't consistency in how uh, the team was ran. Uh, she had 31 minutes in the season opener, and then didn't get 25, 25 or more uh, again until 10 games later. And then after that, didn't get it again. So uh, I, I can see how it was frustrating for her and how she wasn't able to succeed in, in getting those opportunities. 
next, Elizabeth Williams. And uh, I've seen varying views from Dream fans on whether we should have uh, re-signed her or not, but I this is the one that I really wish the Dream had re-signed the most. Uh, she's just, like last season, she made just 9000 less uh, than Kia Vaughn that we just traded for from the Mercury, and I think that was a, a value uh, contract that we had. I, I just think she contributes in so many different ways uh, over the last six seasons in being in an Atlanta Dream uniform, and there is going to be an immense hole at center with uh, as of right now, not getting someone to uh, meet the minutes in the production she did, especially uh, on the defensive end. Uh, she averaged 1.3 blocks and 1.1 steals, as well as 5.8 points and 4.9 rebounds and 1.2 assists. Next, Odyssey Sims. Uh, she was told at the end of the season that she would not be re-signed. And the move makes sense now, especially uh, with that Sparks trade and getting Erica Wheeler. Uh, there just wouldn't have been room for her with us really wanting to get a, a full look at Ari McDonald. Uh, but she was just a, a good locker room presence and uh, just contributed in multiple ways. Uh, she averaged 8.7 points, 2.5 rebounds, 3.6 assists, and 1.2 steals. The biggest detriment for, for her is she was just uh, really streaky with her shot going in or not. Um, she shot her lowest field goal percentage since 2016 at 37%. Uh, but overall, just uh, really appreciate her being on the roster. She was just in full support of Ari. Uh, even I, I saw an Instagram video of her wearing a, an Ari McDonald t-shirt. So she was just fully behind um, her growth and development. And another player I just wish nothing for the best for uh, wherever she's able to sign. I, I hope she's uh, able to get another contract before the season starts. Uh, next, Kennedy Carter. And, uh, yeah, it, it pains me that she's not going to be in a dream uniform this season. Uh, the first round, uh, the first overall pick, uh, that we ended up getting from this package definitely uh, lessens the blow a little bit. Uh, but just how she was treated and alienated, uh, it wasn't fun to experience uh, as a dream fan last season. Uh, just seeing who's supposed to be the, the franchise face for the dream, uh, get treated the way she did. I, I don't know what happened last season in that Vegas game and everything. But even before that, uh, there were just games where she should have been put in sooner or uh, literally a game that she was forgotten about uh, against the Seattle Storm. Uh, like, I can understand her frustration and just really want her to excel and succeed with the LA Sparks and be able to be um, Hollywood and be the, the star of a team uh, that she has the potential to be. Uh, but she averaged 14.2 points and 3.3 assists um, for the Atlanta Dream last season in limited action. Uh, next, Crystal Bradford. Uh, this is the first time uh, she was back in the WNBA in six seasons, and it was an exclamation point example of why uh, we need to expand the amount of teams and the amount of players on rosters in the, the WNBA. Uh, she just played with passionate energy that ignited fans and players, and it's an absolute shame that she won't be with the dream. Yeah. I, I don't think it was right to make a move to move on from her before the new management was even in place. Uh, I, I understand that we still may have made the same decision the Chicago Sky made uh, when they signed her, and then they found out she was still injured from last season. Uh, but I, I just still feel sour about that. Uh, and also sour about what I just said, and like 
teams being able to cut players uh, with them being injured. There's just uh, so much I want to see change in the league, and that's something I'll go over uh, tomorrow in just uh, why I'm a WNBA fan and things I, I want to see change within uh, this league that I've just grown to love so much. Uh, but yeah, back to uh, Crystal Bradford. Uh, again, just such a pleasure to watch. Uh, she was just a firecracker. Uh, she shot almost 36% beyond the arc, uh, averaging nine points, four rebounds, one and a half assists, and one steal. So uh, I hope whenever she's able to recover that uh, she is able to land with another team. I, I think she's a, a amazing depth player and can really um, add bolster to uh, a contending team. I just think she can make a difference. She hits key shots, uh, has size. Like I just, I think she would be able to contribute and, and add depth to a, a team that's trying to make a long playoff run. Uh, next, Candace Dupree. Uh, she was signed after the All-Star break and just was one of the few stable shooters for the Dream uh, when we gave her uh, consistent minutes. Uh, in 26 games between uh, the Seattle Storm and Atlanta Dream, she averaged 7.3 points. And uh, she had, uh, sorry, 7.3 points in the 10 games that she had with the Dream, uh, including four games where she scored double-digit points. So, yeah, uh, as much as you want to say about the defensive side, how that's gone down uh, as she's played more in this league, uh, she was just a, a player that could hit shots for us when it felt like everybody was cold at times. So... Uh, I, I think she deserves another chance as well. Hasn't been re-signed by anybody, but uh, just still has that consistent shot that uh, she's definitely worth another look. Uh, next, Blake Dietrich. Uh, she played nine games for the Dream. Uh, her most productive game was nine points in her first game against the Sky. Uh, I think it's a great uh, I think it's a great story that uh, she was able to uh, join the WNBA team so late in the season. Uh, I'm sure that was just thrilling and exciting for her, but whew, was it frustrating as a Dream fan, like her uh, first game, she got more minutes than Ari McDonald, and we were already, uh, like, for all <laughs> intents and purposes, like, we, we were eliminated from the playoffs already, and to give to someone that we had just signed for the end of the season to um, add that to our roster, it, it just made no sense to me uh, why we did this, and uh, I'm, I'm really hoping for a, a better 2022, and uh, I, I still hope that uh, Blake gets another opportunity too. Like whenever I talk about uh, players like not performing as well as others, it, it by no means means that uh, a, I don't think a player belongs in this league. Uh, I, I would love it for teams to be able to carry 15 to 18 players where uh, even if uh, a player isn't performing well enough uh, to the coach's standards to, to be uh, on the court for games, they're still able to develop and practice and still have scrimmages with other teams. Uh, I think it's a shame how much talent is being left out in this league. Uh, but yeah, uh, decisions were made by the dream that um, I really didn't like. And this Blake Dietrich one was, was definitely one of them. And it taking already limited minutes uh, away from Aaron McDowell at times. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, eight players that are no longer on this team from last season. And again, there's probably going to be a similar exodus uh, like uh, last season with so many players uh, on one-year contracts. Uh, and before tuning into last season, uh, I just want to share a few thoughts on how last season was um, as a three fan. 
it sucked. Uh, like for the players, for the fans, it felt like it, it was ran and managed on five sometimes. Uh, just no player should have to go through what this team did last season. Uh, when there was a lack of leadership from coaching and management throughout the season, like uh, I am genu genuinely uh, rooting for uh, the players from last season. Uh, Elizabeth Williams not having to have so much pressure and being the only center on the team uh, when we uh, cut Kalani Brown. Uh, I, I want Tiana Hawkins to uh, be able to have a, a full opportunity uh, with the Mystics and continue her legacy there when um, she played so many seasons with them and everything. I hope she has a great recovery. And again, going back to Kennedy, just uh, I hope she's able to build her all-star resume and become uh, an all-star like she was supposed to and didn't get a chance to become an Atlanta. I, I hope she absolutely thrives in L.A., and I will absolutely be a fan of hers uh, for 2022 and beyond. But uh, I'll go ahead and leave 2021 behind. I'm going to try to be hopeful and uh, trusting that this ownership is putting the dream in the right direction. And from what I've seen, uh, I think they are doing just that. So I'm excited to go over uh, some of the things that were done uh, for the Ross that are coming into to 2022. So... Uh, let's go ahead and dive into that now. I'm going to start with uh, players that were signed or traded for um, that weren't on the team last season. Uh, so starting with uh, point guard Erica Wheeler that was uh, acquired in that Kennedy Carter deal. Uh, again, just Kennedy needed a fresh start, so it's good to get uh, a player with such ankle-breaking moves uh, to come back to Atlanta and uh, be another mentor for Ari McDonald and see another um, high caliber point guard uh, play for a little bit before hopefully giving her the reins in uh, 2023. Uh, but yeah, with the LA Sparks last season, uh, she averaged 13.6 points and 4.8 assists. And she only has one year deal, uh, one more year left on uh, her contract. So it's just a, a perfect sequence for uh Aerie to get more minutes this season and then become the potentially the, the starter next season. So uh, I'm honestly fine with Erica Wheeler joining the roster, and uh, I think she makes us more competitive in a, a team that uh, can compete in 2022. Uh, on to uh, another LA Spark, Ania Coffey, uh, that was just a, a regular uh, UFA signing. And aside from players that we, that we re-signed, uh, this was the biggest UFA signing that the Dream had. Uh, she had a, a just a amazing year, a career year uh, last season. I'll go over um, the lock players again more in depth uh, next week uh, on how I view them and everything. But just briefly on Nia Coffey, um, she she averaged a solid 8.3 points per game and 3.8 rebounds, uh, and then the uh, last player, uh, sorry, the next player that we acquired was uh, Kia Vaughn uh, from the Phoenix Mercury in exchange for our third round pick in 2023. Uh, a lot of times, sadly, like the uh, third round player will not get an opportunity to play in the WNBA their, their first go. Uh, so it was a, a low cost move to, to bring in an experienced center uh, like Kia Vaughn. Uh, she's a 12 year veteran. Uh, and yeah, uh, she's the only center that the Dream have right now. So just really essential that uh, we have someone that is a 
full-on center um, on our roster. Like even though she's only averaging 15 minutes per game, uh, she is going to be someone that is going to be a good presence in the locker room and can give us um, hopefully some valuable minutes. And again, I'll be going over her, and it'll be really interesting uh, to see what we what we do with her and if we go forward. Again, I, I still don't think the dream are done, honestly. So uh, I'm happy to be doing this preview now, but I honestly think by the time uh, I'm doing player profiles next week, the, the Atlanta Dream would have already made a deal for someone. And uh, if that happens, like uh, the higher cap hit of Vaughn at 110000 uh would probably be let go of, and we would either use the player that we acquired in a trade or go for a, a less expensive option to make the, the, caps, the cap work. Because we obviously want uh, 12 players on this Dream's roster, especially since... Uh, this may be a, a rebuilding year and everything. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see. Again, for right now, like I'm fine with her being on the roster. She fits well within uh, our cap situation. Uh, I'm just curious to see uh, if that will stay the same as uh, we get closer to uh, the regular season. And then uh, on to Megan Walker, also from the Phoenix Mercury, but uh, we uh, acquired her through waivers uh, after the, Mer the Mercury uh, released her. And uh, I actually like this acquisition uh, by the Dream, uh, just uh, a player that potentially has a, a lot of upside. Like uh, she's a former ninth overall pick uh, out of UConn, where she averaged 19.7 points, 8.4 rebounds, 2.9 assists, and 1.5 steals in their last collegiate season with them. Uh, during her WNBA career, um, she has yet to average over 15 minutes a game, but did receive two starts for the Mercury last season. Uh, she only shot 31% from the floor and averaged 4.5 points and 1.3 rebounds. Uh, I'm sure it, it was quite an adjustment for her, and uh, it's adjustment for a lot of these players, like being a, a star on their team to going play, to playing limited minutes uh, sometimes. As, as little as 10 and everything for teams that give them opportunities. So it, it's hard going in uh, to moments later in the game when before you were on the court most of the time and everything. So I'm hoping uh, more seasons as a pro is really going to uh, help her game and help her contribute with the dream. And I saw flashes uh, with the Mercury last season when I was watching film, uh, including uh, double-digit point outings in three consecutive games last season between June 1st and June 8th. Uh, and her contract is only for 70000 And then we have the option to still have her on the roster uh, for next season as well. So it could be uh, another player that's a part of the Atlanta Dream future if we decide uh, to move, uh, move along with her. Uh, but she did not play overseas during the offseason. And uh, that can go both ways. Like, she wasn't taking time to uh, play competitive basketball during this time. But at the same time, uh, rest is valuable. Uh, and it's ultimately what I want for the players of this league, to uh, the WNBA be their whole career. They're able to just train for it and prepare for it and nothing else. They're, they're able to be sustained by it and live comfortably and, and be happy off the WNBA alone. So uh, rooting for her and excited to see uh, what happens in training camp. Uh, on to uh, the draft picks that we got. And this part was an, an A+. Plus. Like, I, I couldn't have uh, dreamed for a better draft uh, for Atlanta. Like, just 
getting the first overall pick and getting someone with just superstar potential and Ryan Howard. I'm just so excited. Uh, I bought her jersey today. Like, uh, I just think she is the future of this franchise, and uh, she's going to be a, a part of uh, bringing the dream to um, some special games in the future and everything, and hopefully eventually uh, title contenders. Like, uh, I just think uh, she's just a, a great cornerstone piece to have for uh, the Atlanta dream, and just excited to see uh, how she flourishes uh, in Atlanta. Uh, I'm going to be talking a, a whole lot about her, so not going to go too much more, but whew, just excited to see her passion and her drive uh, in Atlanta Dream uniform and doing the same thing she did for Kentucky, bringing just the, the dream back to relevancy. So, uh, yeah, I just can't say enough how excited I am to see uh, Ryan Howard in a Dream uniform. But uh, on to our second round pick. Uh, we only had two picks uh, in the 2022 draft, and the other one was Naz Hillman, who uh, I had in the top five uh, the entire college season. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think we just got an absolute steal in getting her. I know a lot of people call her undersized and that she needs to work on her outside shot, and I agree, like, it, it would be good to bring a jump shot in. Uh but just because you're undersized does not mean that you can't contribute in this league. And I, I just can't wait for her to <laughs> prove the naysayers wrong. Uh, I just think she has immense talent, can take over games like she did uh, in Michigan. Just a huge part of uh, bringing them the heights that they had never seen uh, with being the, the first Michigan player drafted since 2005. Uh, but yeah, she nearly averaged a double-double the last two seasons and... Uh, again, another player I'll be going over a lot uh, as the season gets closer and obviously uh, during the season, uh, just watching her grow. But uh, I really like that pick uh, for the Atlanta Dream. Uh, as for returning players, uh, Cheyenne Parker uh, still has two years left on the contract that was signed by previous management. Uh, love that she's in the fold and everything. She's going to be a, a crucial part of, of the Dream's front court. Uh, as we're going through a little bit of a rebuild, uh, again, <laughs> we don't have like a, a center that uh, has experienced lots of minutes recently and everything. So uh, she'll be asked to to play some bigger roles, both at the four and the five. Uh, but yeah, she averaged uh, 20 minutes per game in 13 games last season. Uh, she dealt with injuries at the beginning of the season and then uh, also announced that she was pregnant. So just very limitedly. Uh, Played with the Atlanta Dream uh, last season, so I'm excited to see her this year. Uh, but she averaged 10.2 points and 4.5 rebounds. Um, on to Monique Billings, uh, one of my favorite players from last season. Just with the uh, drive that she plays with, like she goes full out. Like I don't know a whole lot of other players that just play with uh, the amount of effort she does and everything. Like she full on goes for loose balls. She'll run down the court to. Uh, try to get open to uh, get the easy shot off and everything. I, I just love the drive that she plays with. And uh, I'm happy that uh, she's going to be at, with the Atlanta Dream at least one more season. And if, I have to, if I'm going to be honest, uh, I, I don't think she goes beyond this season. Uh, if the Dream we're going to have her longer during this offseason when she's a restricted free agent was going to be the time that we were going to get her longer. Uh, I just saw her Instagram post of like, uh, when the dream were in LA, uh, just the excitement she get from uh, 
fellow UCLA fans from when she was a Bruin in college, uh, getting excited that she was at uh, Spark Games and everything. I, I just think once their cap situation's better next season, uh, she's going to be signing with LA. I could be completely wrong, and she could be a, a career Atlantean and everything, but yeah, the, my gut feeling tells me that uh, this is her last season. So uh, I hope she has a, a career year this season. Uh, I think she ended the season really strong last season. I'll go into that next week. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy that she's in a dream uniform. That was definitely uh, an A-plus free signing uh, by the Atlanta Dream. Uh, the next free signing, uh, I had mixed feelings on for sure uh, when we did it. But now uh, seeing more of the full picture for this season, uh, I'm fine with her. Uh, being in a dream uniform at least for one more season. Uh, but she's a nine-year veteran, and all of them have been with the Atlanta Dream, which is really awesome. And she's going to uh, be challenging for going up in the, the dream record book and the amount of games played, points, assists. She's I'm going to be monitoring the across the timeline all the time, just seeing what record she gets close to. And uh, for all the players on the team, just... Uh, announcing and congratulating those players on those milestones. That's a big thing for me, just uh, pointing out the milestones that players receive and everything and the accomplishments uh, they've done in this wonderful league. But yeah, uh, Tiff uh, only played 21 games last season. Uh, she came late to the team with playing overseas and then also uh, dealt with an injury. If she hadn't had that injury, she uh, may have been an all-star. She just didn't get uh, as much votes as she could have uh, with being injured around the time that fans were voting and everything. Uh, but yeah, I'm honestly really excited for her to be in the fold seeing everything. Uh, but at the time, like uh, she's the highest player, I'm sorry, highest paid player on the dream right now. And uh, we could have used uh, the money that we spent on her to potentially uh, take advantage of a, a team that is closer up to the cap, like the, the Minnesota Lynx or uh, the Dallas Wings. Uh, and now we're not in as much of a position. We still can take advantage, but we really uh, could have gotten a really solid package back if we had had uh, more cap space. But um, again, I get it. Like with having Tiffany Hayes in the lineup, uh, along with Ryan Howard, along with Erica Wheeler, uh, along with Monique Billings and Cheyenne Parker and Mia Coffey. Uh, this looks like a, a competitive roster. Uh, is it competing for playoff level? I think it is. Like, I, I honestly do. Uh, I am going to be annoying at the beginning of the season and saying that uh, you should watch out for the stream team and everything. I, I, I love the uh, composition of this team now. Again, I don't see the full thing even right now with um, decisions that we're going to be making during training camp and everything. But the core that I see, uh, I really like, and uh, I'm really hopeful for this season. And uh, Tiffany Hayes is a, is a part of that. Uh, next, Ari McDonald. I've already brought her up a, a few times in this episode. Uh, but again, I'm just really hoping uh, that she gets an opportunity this season to uh, really show off her game like she, that she wasn't able to uh, last season. Uh, even in just averaging 16 minutes a game, she averaged 6.3 points, uh, made over one three-pointer a game, shot 88% from the line, and uh, gobbled up 1.6 rebounds and two assists. And again, I will be talking a lot about her uh, this offseason and during the season, 
how we utilize her is how I'm going uh, is going to be a big part of how I grade this Atlanta Dream season because uh, she's supposed to be uh, pretty much getting an audition to see if she can be the the point guard of the future for the Atlanta Dream, and she be she should be given those minutes to to try to prove that and everything. Uh, obviously, with Erica Wheeler at point guard, uh, she's going to be the starter and everything. But I want Ari getting a mix of uh, the remainder of those point guard minutes and then getting some uh, time at the two at shooting guard. So uh, there's ways to get her to uh, that 25 to 30 minute mark uh, every game. And I want to see it happen. I, I don't see an excuse for it not happening for uh, investing in our number three pick uh, from 2021. Uh, so with all that said, going over the um, acquisitions and re-signings that we've done so far and uh, players that we, we still have with us and deciding to retain them and not trading them, uh, my overall grade uh, for the offseason is a, is a solid B+. Not quite uh, in the A range, but really close. Uh, again, moving on from Kennedy was hard, uh, but the blow was lessened by the, the package that helped the Dream draft Ryan Howard. Uh, they have a nice mix of young talent and veterans that will hopefully have the dream being a competitive team this season while still investing in their future of Ryan, Ari, and Matt. Uh, I would have potentially liked more prospects coming in for taking on expensive contracts like we would have been able to um, had we not re-signed Tip, but having her on the roster makes this team competitive now rather than later. Uh, not looking forward to potentially, again, just a, a lot of turnover with uh, the amount of one-year contracts uh, on this team, uh, and we did not address uh, the big hole that we have at center uh, when we didn't resign um, Elizabeth Williams, and she signed with the Washington Mystics. So uh, very curious how we uh, combat that. Uh, will there be a trade that we're doing, or are we going to do a, a center-by-committee approach where uh, we mix in uh, Monique Billings and Cheyenne Parker and... Uh, Kia Vaughn and just see what lineup works and everything or uh, is there a backup plan on mine so uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens but uh yeah with the off season over with let's fully jump in uh to some of the uh, storylines that are going to be here for 2022 and uh, that's the battle for training camp uh, so I'm going to quickly go over the, the players that I think are just absolute locks uh, unless they get traded they will be uh, on the Atlanta Dream roster, and then I'll jump into some of those uh, position battles that will be happening, uh, as well as uh, players that are on these training camp roster, uh, on the training camp roster and competing for a spot. Uh, so uh, let's first of all go into these uh, training camp players and everything. Like I, I think there's a, a strong possibility as of right now. Uh, for the Atlanta Dream to, to sign a player off of a training camp contract like they did last season for Crystal Bradford, which um, honestly has me really excited. Uh, it's, as every season, it's going to be disappointing seeing uh, players cut that would have been beneficial still having on our roster just in case of injuries or uh, if they stand out in practice, but that's not how the WNBA world is right now, but I'm glad they're at least right now it's looking like it'll at least be one spot. Uh, but yeah, let's go through uh, these prospects. So um, starting with uh, Maya Codwell, uh, she's a former third round, 33rd overall pick of the Indiana Fever last season. Uh, her senior season at Georgia, she averaged 8.3 points, 
3.6 rebounds and 1.9 assists. Uh, she was cut in training camp last season and will be battling for a spot on a team that only has uh, three guards. So uh, I definitely think there's a, an opportunity to make the team. Like if you're a, a guard in this training camp, like uh, I think there's a, a higher chance than any other position, uh, maybe besides center, but with just having so many um, interior players on the roster already, I, I still think guard is... Uh, where there's going to be the, the biggest opening potentially if you uh, stand out. Uh, but during her offseason in, in Spain, um, she played the, on the same team as uh, Zika Kone. Uh, and yeah, she did really, really good uh, in 25 games. She averaged 15.5 points, 5 rebounds, 1.8 assists, and 1.5 steals. So now if you've heard other podcasts, like I love players that contribute in multiple ways on both ends. And stuff the stat sheet and she is definitely one of them and a player I'm really interested to see in camp. Uh, next Christy Wallace. Uh, she's a former 16th overall pick in the 2018 draft out of Baylor. Uh, she was in the WNBL, the Australian League, uh, where she averaged 8.2 points, 3.4 rebounds, and 1.8 assists in 14 games. Uh, from the film I watched and everything, just a, a solid three-point shot with uh, a bit of an ability to drive, so I, I'm a, I don't know, like not as high as uh, the other two guards on this list, but I'm definitely curious to to see her in training camp and if she'll stand out uh, enough to grab one of the roster spots. Uh, next, Q Morrison. Uh, she's a signing that was just done today, also out of uh, the University of Georgia, uh, where she played five seasons due to the the COVID rule of being able to play an additional season. And uh, it really worked out for her with her having a, a solid senior season. Uh, 13.7 points uh, and then uh, just consistency. Uh, uh, she shot 30% or higher beyond the arc the past three seasons, 80% or higher from the line in the past four seasons, four or more rebounds in the past four seasons, and averaged 2.1 steals this season. So uh, again, love players that stuff the stat sheet and uh, I really liked her uh, compete level during the season as well uh, for Georgia. So uh, really curious to see uh, how she does in training camp. Uh, on to uh, the forward group. And uh, yeah, this is what I think is the most talented of, of the training camp invitees is, is within this forward group. I don't know. Uh, if they're going to be able to make a roster spot, but looking at their film and looking at their stats, uh, I really like the, the invitees that we have within this group. Uh, starting with uh, Jalen Agnew, who had limited time with the Atlanta Dream during the, the Wubble season, but um, was injured all of last season, but we still kept like a reserve spot for her. So she had, uh, she was the first player to uh, be on the training camp uh, contract with us and everything. Uh, but with Creighton in 2020, uh, by the way, she was also a 24th overall pick in 2020. Uh, but yeah, Creighton, she averaged 20.8 points, shot 37.4% beyond the arc, 95% from the line, 6.3 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 1.2 steals, and one block. Uh, when she was with the Dream, uh, she played in 12 games uh, in 2020. Uh, her best game was a 5.3 assist, one rebound uh, effort against the Phoenix Mercury. And again, she was out all of last season, uh, but during the offseason, she did play in Israel. Uh, 
uh, and she averaged a solid 15.6 points, shot 40% from three, 6.1 rebounds, 2.1 assists, and 1.3 blocks. So uh, I think she's a really strong candidate uh, to uh, potentially make the dream roster, especially with uh, her experience and everything, but I think it's going to be a fierce competition. It's by no means a, a given. Uh, next, uh, Andia Jones. Uh, she was the 21st uh, picked by the Seattle Storm in last season's draft and was cut before the regular season began. Uh, in her senior season with Texas A&M, she averaged 12.1 points, 10.3 rebounds, one assist, and one block. Uh, averaging a double-double in the SEC is by no means a, a small feat. So uh, when I was watching her film, I was just really impressed with uh, especially uh, her creativity at the rim to, to be able to get shots off and put herself in a, a good position. So um, I'll be really curious to, to see her at camp and see uh, how she's grown. Uh, she played in two leagues last season. Uh, in the fall uh, slash winter, she played in Russia, uh, where she averaged 11.2 points, 8.6 rebounds, and 1.2 assists, and uh, one steal. And then, uh, like Agnew, she was also in Israel uh, for 10 games, and uh, she averaged 18.1 points, 33.3% beyond the arc, 12 rebounds, 2.7 assists, and 1.9 steals last time that um, I looked at her stat sheet over there. So just a Another player with a lot of potential and someone that has been playing professionally and will become uh, more ready to this camp than she did last year and will be looking to, to grab one of those roster spots. So, yeah, that again, that's the position group I feel most confident. Like, I, I really think uh, one, one of these players out of Agnew and Jones should make the dream roster, uh, if not both, if uh, certain players don't come to um, compete for one of those spots, it, it will be grabbed underneath them with uh, the talent coming into uh, training camp. And, at, and every uh, WNBA's training camp, there's just so much rough, uh, so much talent. It, it stinks that um, so much of the talent does not get to, to be in this league and everything. Again, just can't emphasize enough. Like uh, It's not right how uh, the WNBA is right now and so many players not being able to, to stay on rosters. Uh, but the, the last player I want to go over is uh, Kyla Hilsman, also out of Texas A&M. And uh, she would, she's definitely going to be competing with a roster spot with Kia Vaughn um, at center. I think it's going to be one of the most uh, fascinating training camp battles. Uh, her last opportunity to be on a, a WNBA roster was back in 2018 uh, when she was on a training camp with the Seattle Storm. Uh, in Russia this past season, she averaged 22.5 points and 12.3 rebounds in 16 games, uh, including a 38.9 rebound performance on December 11th. So uh, she's playing at a really high level. It will be really interesting to see uh, if it carries over. Like this is the one that's most similar to uh, Crystal Bradford's situation, just uh, someone that's gone a, a few years from being able to compete for a roster spot in the WNBA uh, does what she needs to do overseas to be seen. And, and now she's uh, getting another opportunity to compete for a roster spot. And uh, yeah, if the Atlanta dream, especially if we make a trade, cap space is going to be uh, essential in saving it and everything. And uh yeah, just the, the cap difference I'll go over later, but she's a lot less expensive uh, than Kia Vaughn. It might be worth 
giving a younger prospect, less expensive prospect, uh, an opportunity uh, if we end up adding more salary to our team and everything. And even if we don't, uh, she might stand out enough to uh, snag that roster spot and potentially be a part of our future. So, yeah, it's, it's a big opportunity for her, and it's going to be interesting to see um, how it plays out starting uh, later this month. Uh, but yeah, before um, I dive into a mock uh, depth chart and make my predictions on uh, how the Atlanta Dream roster will look, barring any trades, which again, I really think there's going to be one, but I have definitely been wrong in the past. Uh, but let's go over locks first. Uh, so these five players have guaranteed contracts. The only way that they would not be wearing an Atlanta Dream uniform this season is if they were traded. And that's Tiffany Hayes, Cheyenne Parker, Erica Wheeler, Monique Billings, and Nia Coffey. Uh, all five of those players uh, have guaranteed contracts. And so even if we cut them, we would still owe them the money and they would still count towards the cap. There's no uh, reason to, to not have them on the team. Uh, the next three that I think uh, are locks for this team are our draft picks for the, the past two seasons. Uh, Ari McDonald, uh, we're going to see if she's the point guard of the future. No reason to not have her on the roster. And then the two players we drafted this season, uh, Ryan Howard and uh, Naz Hillman, who I'm both just really high on. So those three players, I, I really think they're going to be a part of the Atlanta Dream Corps for hopefully uh, many years to come. And uh, this being a really competitive team soon. Uh, so uh, I have uh, four spots available. That means like some of them uh, obviously could be taken up by Megan Walker or Kia Vaughn, but uh, I don't think by any means that they have um, those spots locked up and they'll have to earn uh, their position with the Atlanta Dream. So three uh, positions I'm looking at. So uh, the fourth guard, again, this is a, a big opportunity. I, it would be really hard to go into the season with only three true guards uh, playing on our team. Like, uh, I know like it wouldn't be too hard moving like uh, Ryan Howard to the two, but uh, I, I just don't think it's ideal. I would rather have uh, Tip and Ryan on at the, the same time. Uh, I think point guard were okay with uh, Ari and Wheeler, but... Just if an injury happens, that's a lot of minutes to try to, to have to try to fill up. So uh, I definitely think there is a, a spot to be had um, out of the guard position uh, between uh, Caldwell, Wallace, and Morrison. Uh, again, uh, out of the two forwards, uh, uh, Agnew and Jones, uh, I really think one of them is going to be on this Atlanta Dream roster. And uh, both of them, if uh, Megan Walker does not uh, come in to compete and play uh, for one of those roster spots because they're going to be coming in to challenge and play in this league. So uh, that's yeah, just a position I'm really excited to see and really sad that uh, one of these three players have to go because uh, I see upside in, in all three of them, honestly, and would want them uh, on the dream roster. Uh, and then at center, uh, previously mentioned uh, Kia Vaughn uh, versus Hillsman. So uh, let's move on. Let's go ahead and move on to my depth chart predictions. Uh, so uh, we'll start at point guard. Uh, Erica Wheeler is the obvious starter, at, at least to start the season. Uh, if we obviously are not competing for the playoffs uh, after the All-Star break, 
it should immediately gear towards Ari McDonald getting more minutes. Uh, I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. Again, I, I really think this is a competitive roster and we'll be uh, fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, but if not, uh, Wheeler should not be the starter. But um, she's a six-year WNBA veteran, again, former Atlanta Dream player. Uh, she should be uh, given full reigns at first to, to run the stream offense. Uh, next, Ari McDonald. Uh, again, I just wanted to see increased minutes for her this season. I, I, I needed to see it to the tune of at least 25 minutes a game that she's getting. And then uh, on the shooting guard, again, there's only one signed right now, uh, and that's Tiffany Hayes. I, I think she's an electric player, and I hope we get a full season of her uh, in 2022, uh, where she can potentially compete for uh, being in the All-Star game. And I, I know that I said that her cap space uh, from not resigning her would have been beneficial, but just seeing the full roster, like, it, yeah, it's what I would want as a Dream fan and everything. I don't want it to be like the Indiana Fever. No offense to them or fans watching, but um, that's just a, a team just full of draft picks that are going to be really young and... Uh, yeah, I just don't think that's as an ideal situation as the Atlanta Dream have right now with a, a core group that some of the players on these one-year contracts, we may resign and everything. So there's hope that um, the basketball that we're watching this season uh, is going to continue uh, in seasons beyond and everything. We can uh, have more permission, I, I guess you could say, to um, get attached to some of these players and everything and uh, them continuing to contribute to Atlanta in the future and everything. Uh, but, but anyway, on to uh, my next prediction on who will make the dream roster and be a part of the depth chart. And uh, I chose Maya Caldwell um, out of Georgia. Uh, I just think she had a, a great opportunity to develop her game in the pros. Just uh, watching film, I, I just think she's the most uh, WNBA player ready player for our team. And uh, with how limited we are in guards, like it needs to be a player that uh, we don't have to develop as much, that has opportunity playing against WNBA talent, and I think that's her. And uh, I think she'll be able to get uh, potentially uh, between 10 to 15 minutes a game and everything, uh, get an opportunity to change momentum like if we've fallen behind and everything or if we get in uh, foul trouble. Uh, with one of our guards and everything. Like, I, I just think that fourth uh, guard position is going to be a, a really big decision. And for right now, um, I like Maya taking that position. Uh, on to uh, shooting forward. Uh, I have Ryan Howard starting. Like, uh, the number one overall pick should have the opportunity uh, to see if she can make an impact right from the start. And uh, I'm going to be going over this again a lot over the next few weeks, but... Uh, just how she contributes even when uh, shots aren't falling for her is just essential in a WNBA player being able to to stay on the, the floor as much as possible, just how she contributes at both ends. Uh, I'm expecting 30-plus minutes a night for her. I, I think she's going to be electric, electric in Atlanta, and uh, I'm just really excited to uh, just see her emotions and her fire uh, when she makes crucial shots and everything like she did at Kentucky, just made you want to stand up and yell with her and everything. And uh, can't wait to be able to do that as a dream fan and in her, the dream uniform. Whew. I'm still emotional in drafting her. I, I'm just so excited uh, that she's part of Atlanta. Uh, for right now, backing her up, uh, I do have Nia Coffee, but again, right now, 
Uh, it's a group that is going to be uh, switching rotations constantly and trying to find what works and everything. I think that's uh, going to be a constant, at least for the beginning of the season, is finding what rotations are having success and which ones are falling short and everything. So for right now, um, I have Nia Coffey as a backup to Ryan Howard, who will be taking the bulk of those minutes, uh, but I still see Nia Coffey playing a, a lot of minutes at um, the four as well, to just uh, contributing to our forward group and everything. So uh, she will get significant minutes uh, with the Atlanta Dream. Uh, next, I do have Megan Walker. I, I think she is going to be uh, coming to play and with a, a chip on her shoulder. Like, I think she has an immense potential. She's a former first-round pick. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm calling this right now. I, I think she has a career year. I know the, the standards are low and everything, but uh, I, I see her knocking it out of the ballpark to the point that uh, we continue on with her next season. I, I just think she has that potential uh, to be someone special, uh, potentially, at, at least be someone off the bench that we can rely on and everything. Uh, and this leads to my next uh, training camp uh, signing. Uh, it was really, really, really close uh, between Agnew and Jones, uh, but I decided to go with uh, the player that already has Atlanta Dream experience already in uh, Jalen Agnew. Uh, especially, like, again, this is assuming that uh, we potentially don't sign a, a Caldwell and we go another direction and everything. Having someone that consistently can come in and shoot threes like uh, we wanted Strickland to do last season for us, uh, I think she could uh, play the two or the three potentially for us. And just how she's playing overseas and everything, I think she would just be the best option to make the team at this moment. Again, <laughs> in a perfect world, everybody in this training camp is still on the team. I, I I think everybody that's in WNBA training camps right now deserves to be uh, on a roster. But uh, right now, just looking at the Atlanta Dream roster and looking at film, uh, I just think uh, Jalen Agnew is the, the right decision at forward. Uh, moving on to uh, power forward, the four. Uh, I really like Monique Billings, and I have her starting. But again, like Mia Coffey, Cheyenne Parker are going to be in this uh, position consistently, consistently as well. Uh, throughout the season uh, and Monique Billings will also get time at center like she did uh, last season and uh, again this may be the the last season we get her and everything but I think she's going to carry uh, the momentum she had from last season and just have a, a big contract year uh, for the Atlanta Dream and then backing her up will be Naz Hillman and yeah I, I see this as more of a develop uh, de a developmental year for her uh, but yeah, I, I definitely see her still making an impact. Like she uh, consistently contributes and everything, and it makes an impact on the game that she game she's in and everything. I, I think uh, it'll be unavoidable putting her in games and everything with just uh, how she's able to to score points or get crucial rebounds for her team and everything. I, I, I think without a doubt, like we'll be like, wow, I, I'm glad Naz Hillman is a, a part of the Dream's future and. Uh, yeah, in 2023, she'll get an opportunity to be behind Cheyenne Parker again, and I'm hoping in 2024, uh, she's part of that foundation uh, at Power Forward where she's getting the, the 25 to 30 minutes a game and everything for the Atlanta Dream. Again, I had her as a, a top five pick throughout the season. It's amazing that we got her at 15, 
and I, I can't wait to see what she's able to do uh, this season. And then at center, um, I have Cheyenne Parker starting uh, for right now uh, with her experience in the past with the Chicago Sky and at times uh, with the Atlanta Dream and everything, but in a limited capacity. Uh, but I think we give her uh, a shot to play center and everything and split time with uh, Kia Vaughn and Monique Billings. Uh, but yeah, uh, that position is just a, a huge question mark and what makes me uh, most hesitant in my uh, hope for the Atlanta Dream making the playoffs uh, is uh, that center position. Uh, and then for right now, backing up Cheyenne Parker, I do have Kia Vaughn. I just think um, her experience in the WNBA is just uh, really essential and really beneficial. Uh, I think she can make a difference in the limited minutes she plays and everything. And especially when we only have one true center on the roster, uh, it's better sometimes to, to play it safe and go with uh, the veteran that has played in the WNBA for multiple seasons at that position. Uh, but yeah, again, this completely changes if uh, we make a trade that increases uh, the amount of salary that we have against the cap. Uh, we would instantly go with Hillsman uh, if we don't acquire a center in a trade. Uh, Hillsman is making 60000 compared to 110000 uh, that Kia Bond's making. So that uh, about 50000 difference w would be major in uh, the Dream still being able to, to field 12 uh, roster players and everything. Uh, but yeah, uh, th these are my predictions so far. This is my layout uh, for the Atlanta Dream season. Uh, there is still a lot of time for this to change in training camp and everything, and I'm sure I'm just going to have uh, tons of different looks at the, the depth chart and everything, especially if we make a trade. Uh, but yeah, again, I just can't say enough how hopeful I am uh, as a Dream fan compared to the ending of, of 2021 with uh, Ryan Howard in the fold, uh, Naz Hillman, uh, a confident-looking Ari McDonald over the offseason, even though she was limited overseas uh, until she came back to the States. Uh, I just see a, a huge year for her coming. Uh, I like the veterans that we brought over, and Erica Wheeler and uh, Mia Coffey. Uh, I, I just have a, a lot of hope in uh, what this team is building and what Dan Padover is doing, and, uh, and I have a lot of hope in Coach Wright uh, being able to uh, push the dream in the right direction and everything compared to last season. It's going to be, I'm hoping for um, some leadership when tough situations arise and uh, just being a, a player's coach and being there for them and defending them uh, when these uh, hard situations come to pass and everything that happens in every WNBA season to every team, uh, being able to take the next step in those situations. So, yeah, the season again is right around the corner. I, I cannot wait. Uh, I'm on pins and needles to see uh, what the final look for this Atlanta Dream roster will be uh, before May. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, the episodes to look forward to the next couple days will be um, smaller episodes, but uh, tomorrow I'll be going over uh, why I'm a w WNBA fan, uh, changes I want to see to the league, and uh, other announcements as well. And then um, on Friday, and potentially another episode over the weekend, I'm going to be going over my top 10 uh, fantasy players with uh, fantasy basketball now being on ESPN. That's really exciting. Again, I'm hoping it's better content than it was uh, during the draft, but uh, I'm super excited to, to get involved in that. Um, so I'll be going over my 10 
players that I think will uh, produce a lot of points for your team uh, in selecting them. And I'll also be going over um, the top sophomores and the top rookies to watch out for and potentially draft uh, onto your team uh, whenever you do that before the season. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, I will talk to you guys later.